Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Do you remember last week uh, we were talking, I said something like, oh, I have something to tell you, to show you, whatever, when we were talking about, I think this is on, on the Upside Down, we're talking about we sticking to brands and whatever, and I'm like, I bought something, but I can't say, I'll show you next week. Right, yeah, I remember that. So, for our listeners who didn't listen to that, I was talking about how I usually pick brands that I trust and like and then stick with them for a long time until like until I'm not satisfied again. So we talk about Apple, Nike, Ikea, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, here's another brand. Are you ready? I have, I'm going to show you something. Ooh. Rafa just put on a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, can I guess where they're from? Yeah. Warby Parker? Ah, no, so close. Yeah. I mean, no, but don't feel bad. Uh, I was going for Warby Parker, but they don't ship to oh. Europe. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Can I have a second guess? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Like, it's a known brand, and I bought it off a store. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not online. Hint. Ray-Ban. Yep. There oh. you go. All right. Why? Well, because it's a brand that I, like, my sunglasses were Ray-Bans, and I like them. And I'm like sure and so i literally went to the store by the way i have i went like to this eye exam whatever mm -hmm. turns out i need like some resting eyewear like when i'm a computer or whatever mm -hmm. or like a reason for it for me to spend a bunch of money on their store to buy <laughs> a new pair um it's like i don't need glasses but uh it would help so my eyes don't get tired and so i went to the store and i'm, I'm like <laughs> I want Ray Bans. That's like, <laughs> let's just look here in this part of the wall that I, we can pick glasses from. Because if I, like, if I look at all brands, all available pairs, I'm never going to leave this place. Right. And I don't know. So these are like my first pair. Uh, I hated every single <laughs> pair of glasses that I tried on. I can't get used to it. But I guess it's because, it, you know, it's the first. Yeah, like the, the first few days are going to feel awkward. Like... <laughs> I remember, well, I don't know, maybe your situation is different, because is there, is there like a, I don't even know how, how to call this, like, do you see better when you wear them? It's like stuff that before I had to, you know, like squint and focus. Okay, right. Now they're, you know, it's like okay. autofocus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're, yeah, they're like normal glasses. Yeah, the thing that always happens for, for me whenever I get new glasses is like, wow, like all of a sudden I feel like I'm seeing in 3D. Mm. <laughs> like nothing feels real anymore. Um, yeah. And that usually like goes away after a few days. Um, but if you yeah, like take them on and off all the time, it might take longer. I feel like it, it, I lose peripheral vision, you know? It's like I have, like I'm on VR. If that right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, this is not the show. We can move on. Um, yeah, I'll try to get used to it. But I'm not using them, like, you know, all day, just when I'm at the computer. So, right. which is all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the show. And we do have some follow-up, some legit follow-up, and some yeah. Rafa is, uh, you know, making stuff up. So, legit part of the follow-up. Friend of the show, uh, Thomas Pritchard. Uh, by the way, if you don't know Thomas, go follow him on Twitter. He's... Uh, He's great. He's uh, one of the like our longest listeners. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair to say. And also, he built um, an app, Podcast Chapters, that we use since forever to add uh, chapters to our show. So if you use our chapters in layout, you can thank Thomas for that. So anyway, Thomas um, 
tweeted at us uh, following up on our AR discussion from last week. And um, he said, biggest tell for me that Apple is working on an AR product. Macs got a big graphics push this year, focusing on VR. Internal teams working on AR software need uh, powerful workstations. They're not going to use Windows machines, right? Uh, the step up is so big this year. And this is coming from a guy that's still bitter. He had to use Windows 10 to make and release a VR game this year. Which, yes, I should mention, Thomas worked on a VR game and he released uh, released it on Steam earlier this year. Yeah. So Thomas knows what he's talking about. The game looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas knows what he's talking what he's talking about. So. <laughs> Unlike us. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> so, I last last week I said that I was pretty confident that they were working on like some kind of glasses, like a Google glasses type of thing. Basically not limiting, like the Apple's push into AR was not just what we saw with iOS 11 and on the iPhone. Like they're working on something. I don't know why, but you know, a week has passed and I had more time to think about it. Now I'm like, I'm less sure that they're working on like hardware, AR hardware. Really? If that makes sense. What yeah. changed? I don't know. I really don't know. Like I, I'm not saying that I don't believe that they're working on or like trying stuff up. I feel like you know Apple inside in Cupertino, they have like a prototype for every single thing, right? There's a car somewhere. It doesn't mean that they're going to ship anything anything anytime soon. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like I don't believe that an AR enabled uh, new hardware is going to come out in the next two years. Oh, right. Yeah. But I, I also would agree with that. But I think they are probably working on something like this because it just seems like the next next frontier. <laughs> like, even mm-hmm. if you have some serious do- doubts about like how useful that would be, like I think they'd be crazy not to work on something like this uh, just to just like determine whether or not that's a good idea. Right. Like, right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I agree with with Thomas's theory here. It would also like seem to explain all their kind of 360 on the Mac Pro and their focus on uh, kind of like pro market for the Mac. Like, I don't know. I just see that like there's a lot of stuff that makes sense if you follow this this theory. Mm-hmm. Apple originally wanted to phase out the Mac Pro looking as the, the iMac was good enough. But now that they're doing VR, even the, the iMac Pro can do VR. But like as people have been saying, like, it's still not the best. Uh, and so if you had like a Mac Pro, then you could probably like make that super optimized for VR and AR. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I just feel that all of these signs that we got on this WWDC, if I had to bet, I would say that they are not a result of a big interest in AR or VR from Apple's part. I think this is like a AR is like a consequence. Like they are realizing now how important VR and AR are. So like they they are pushing this now. They're starting now. They're curious now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not now now. You know, because iOS eleven has been the worst for a while. But like recent. This is a recent thing. I don't know. But hey, it's good news all around, right? For everyone that Apple is uh, playing this game, which also leads me to kind of following up on last week as well uh, when I said like. Um, I'm not sure like where to start in this new 
3D AR world, like as a designer. I don't know which tools to use. I don't know, whatever. Uh, by the way, following up on that, uh, I I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made any big improvements there. But I saw, so from the show, uh, Tim Van Dam, uh, he was tweeting this week about something like that as well. Like Tim, he sounds like he's also very interested in this, uh, especially like on Twitter at least. And he was also like asking like what tools we use though, like how can we get into this? And um, someone mentioned like, you know, Timothy, Timothy West, I guess that's how we pronounce her name. No. Timothy West. I can share. There's this uh, interview by the blog post by Tobias Van Schneider. He interviewed uh, Timothy. So she, she, I followed her. On, on Twitter before, but she, let's say like a year ago. Oh, yeah, I think I read, I read right. this. Right. Yeah. Like around a year ago, she um, she joined Unity Labs. Unity, if you do not know, is is an engine. What is Unity? Like, <laughs> it's a company that works, like, for, like, builds game engine, I think. Yeah. I don't know, but it, Unity is one of the engines that you could use with uh, ARKit. Uh, I mentioned Unity or Unreal, I think. So, so apparently Timothy and her team—they're working on something like this. So maybe, or at least we do know that there is a team <laughs> that is working on tools for creative people to get into this, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a ton of stuff to say on this. Uh, I actually realized cool. I thought you were were talking about um, the interview he had with. Uh, let me look at the name. The person who designed the Westworld UI. I don't know if you saw this, but I don't. Oh, I remember there was that post. Anyways, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's exciting, and tons of people are looking into it. And I think at this point, like. It's definitely a thing. <laughs> we'll see like to which extent it evolves, but it, it is a thing. <laughs> so mm. I think it's like we shouldn't ignore it. Um, and yeah, every time I see one of those things, I'm, I'm just like blown away by how fast the progression is going. So I yeah. think it'll probably be consumer ready like sooner than we think. So uh, yeah. yeah, really excited about it. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Last piece of follow-up. Two, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were talking about iOS 11. And then we had uh, Ryan on, and we also talked more about iOS 11. And there was this discussion about the lock screen. And if I remember correctly, I remember feeling this way. I was really, like, mad and confused, and I was hating the lock screen. And then you guys actually, like, made some sense and calmed me down. I was like, well, no, there's some type of reason behind it it kind of makes sense if you take away like if if you put a new user who had never seen an iphone before well we should we should go back and and really listen to the show because i'm pretty sure i was very negative about it like i never liked it and i don't i don't think i've ever found a good reason for it but I remember feeling like coming in and saying like hey guys isn't this the worst and right. instead of like you guys back in the app was like, well, well, no, not really, or maybe, well, and we were like, had more like a civil discussion. <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> right. it was like to Which, riot and to burn stuff yeah. down, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, I mean, today, I don't know if you've been following this today, yeah, we're recording it. this on a Monday, um, Twitter drama, bah, 
design drama. Um, I feel like <laughs> designers are now finding out about um, this talk screen. And I mean, so I was really, really, really against this uh, when we talked about it. And like, anyway, when the first time I saw LS11, the lock screen was like my biggest pee peeve. I hated it. Here's one thing I still hate it, by the way. Uh, but here's one thing that really helped me like not hate it as much or kind of like, um, you know, accepting it is once you internalize that in order for you to do anything in a lock screen, you have to touch ID, unlock your phone. So not pressing because that way you're going to get, you're going to, you know, get into the springboard. So just touching the touch ID. So it unlocks your phone and then you can do whatever. Then you can, uh, you know, tap on a notification. Then you can, um, you know, do stuff. Yeah, I discovered that too. And I felt like, oh, okay. <laughs> Now it makes a bit more sense. Even though I feel like that's a bug. Like, I think tapping the notification should show the passcode screen. Yeah. Uh, but I'll it seems so. like it doesn't right now. So, yeah, that's a good workaround. Because if the only change would be from iOS 10 to 11 is on iOS 10, you have to swipe on a notification and on iOS 11, you have to tap it. Like, I accept that change, right? Right. It's easier for new users because a swipe is a bit like it's, it's hidden. You don't know. You have to learn that you can do that. And I and, and also the swipe either from left to right to open notification or uh, right to left to dismiss it. It goes against the swipe to the today widget or the camera. So it's like you know, there's an internal struggle there. Who which swipe wins <laughs> and where do you start the swipe? And right. Anyway, swipe wars. Yeah. So this does make more sense, but please, like, no one will know that. By the way, people, first of all, people don't know that you can touch touch ID, you know, without pressing the button. <laughs> people just press the button. So no one will know that. Like you said, just like a simple tap, if the phone is locked, uh, prompt the, the the code or whatever. Yeah. I still think the the fact that you have to, like, when you you swipe up from the screen you get to the lock screen and then you have to like swipe again to see your notifications like that i still don't really get it yep. <laughs> i never ever want to just go back to the lock screen for no reason like it, especially if you if you're not locking your phone right like that is yeah and then why would you not just press the side button on your phone like <laughs> it seems like that's way faster than like carefully swiping and like making sure you don't accidentally scroll up and in the in the view you're in yeah i don't know hopefully that will all make sense in the future <laughs> like, i i don't understand how apple is so bad at notifications and lock screens like why <laughs> it's like it's the first thing you see it should like you should focus there at least like here's how i would kind of like fix ios 11 like we said tap on a notification with the phone locked it works like it prompts you to unlock it fine and when you're on the springboard if you swipe from you know from the top You go to your all the notifications, right? Like you have on iOS 10. Right. If it looks, if it has the lock screen background below it, like that is already that that's crazy. But hey, at least it's not as bad. At least people can use it. Right. It just looks odd. But so yeah, or maybe like what it could do is still have that same idea that you're gonna like when you're swapping up from the top, you see the lock screen, but maybe instead of being on the lock screen state you'd be like what happens when you view the lock screen and then scroll down a bit you know what i mean like you'd be in the in-between state where you swipe up from the top you see all your notifications and then if you swipe 
up on that view, then you get back to the lock screen, and it, or if you keep swiping, you'll see like the rest of your notifications. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah. I don't know. Like I guess. Like I don't know. That whole thing is just weird. I just think you can't look too much like the lock screen because otherwise people think uh, you're in the lock screen and it's locked. You know, yeah. that's like that's actually like dangerous. You know, <laughs> it's not just you know weird behavior. Well, the thing is, it's not actually locked because <laughs> you're. Th- that's what I'm saying, right? So it's just. That's strange. what I'm saying. Like I think it's dangerous that you show the lock screen, and the phone is not locked. Right. Like, you can just swipe up because you think, oh, this is how you lock the phone now in iOS 11. Yeah. But it's not, and you just you know leave it at a table, and someone picks it up, and the phone is unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of dangerous. So, yay! <laughs> All right. So, I noticed something. I see that you've been posting on Dribble again. <laughs> Should designers Dribble? Yeah, I did. I did. It was interesting. You put this on the show notes uh, for us to talk about on the topic list. I am not sure that this is an actual topic. <laughs> Maybe it is. Right. Let's All let's right. find out. But so, I feel like a lot of what I do is not dribble material. If that makes sense. Like, <laughs> okay. Most of my design work is not dribble material. And wait, wait, wait. what? How oh, do you classify dribble material? When you look at something, you go, "Ooh, right." <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It's like, it's it's a it's a design shiny, you know? Right. Like I don't know. It's it's super pretty. Uh my design work is not usually like super pretty. That's what I at least I aim for. Cuz you know, if you post something on Dribble and like the focus of that design, the strength is like this is really good usability wise, right? First people won't even click on the thumbnail cuz it's not flashy. It's not it's like it's not clickbaity, if that makes sense. A clickbait thumbnail. So uh, that's why I said I say it's not uh, dribble material. Also, I feel like dribble still for me. Like deep down inside, I still believe that dribble is for sharing, like working, working in progress, and like getting feedback from designers. <laughs> I want to believe. Okay, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I posted three posts on dribble, which is like. I don't know, like 20% of my old, <laughs> old time posts. Um, so I posted three posts. One, I posted on my personal account, and it was something that I, like, I'm not an uh, illustrator at all. I suck at it really hard. Like, icons and illustrations, I I suck. But when I'm designing, a, like, a UI, and I need, like, a illustration somewhere, I feel like it's it's a good place for illustration or suggesting to the other designers, hey, we should do something here. I usually draw something as a placeholder right right <laughs> and because, like i'm because i'm bad at it and because of reasons like i'm not expecting nor i want to this to be in production right mm-hmm. i want actual good illustrators to take a stab at it so but then like but still i still draw something or come up with a stupid illustration placeholder and so i posted one of those on dribble like it, it's illustration i had a lot of fun because i was using like all our grids you know values and paddings and sizes so it's like it was like math designing <laughs> it with math if that makes sense and so i had a lot of fun doing it i i, I actually uh, you know i i think it looks cute ish like it's definitely my best illustration so far which is still terrible and i don't want this live but like i huh this is cool and so i posted it because it like otherwise this would die forever in history <laughs> my history so i just posted it and was like 
sure why not right and then i posted something else for netlify like we work we shipped uh, new features and stuff and i was proud of that so the reason i did this is like i still feel even though i have a lot of quibbles with drivel and i don't really like it i'm not a huge fan the truth is there is no place like public place where i feel like i can or should post my design work if that makes sense yeah i mean nothing is as easy as dribble for that <laughs> that's for sure yeah because i mean i can tweet i can tweet a picture of something i did but that tweet has a lifespan of like a day right exactly. at, at, at best right yeah <laughs> at best so uh that is not really the place for it and hey you could use your website to you know create a portfolio and share all your work yeah but that would take like uh, an afternoon to put together like something and i can't just like post a picture on my portfolio you know it needs some write-up it needs some like a like a case study or some sorts right so dribble is still the go-to place for that and even though i'm not a huge fan there's like there's nothing else <laughs> do you think there should be something else like is there a need <sighs> that's a good question like i have no clue on how to build a community right uh, our friends at spec spectrum they're doing just that and it's it's really hard it's really hard work so with dribble it's like dribble i feel like it started and it has good intention uh the website is like the platform itself is good solid like just the fact that you know dribble the design of dribble is designed for designers which is like no pressure there buddy <laughs> but they did a great job like they don't follow trends and you know their design is like the same as it feels that way it's like the same for forever right which yeah. is a testament of good design you know it holds really well i feel like the problem with dribble is just and maybe it's a flaw in how it was built but i i i don't know enough to to point that out so all i'm saying is like it's just a community it grew into something that i don't connect anymore i don't i don't agree really with what it stands now but i feel like it started in a good place i liked old dribble <laughs> yeah make dribble great again yeah oh god <laughs> sorry yeah i agree with you like we we talked about this in the past like how i just use dribble as i'm going to be posting things and i don't consume much of it really mm -hmm. and i think like that's also fine to use it that way i i just like and, and like Sometimes I talk to designers and they're like obsessing over like, okay, what kind of portfolio should I make? And then like, oh, but I don't know how to code and like all these things. And I'm just like, post your stuff on Drupal, like just get it out there. And, and mm -hmm. that's, at least to me, is always like the easiest thing to do. I just like put it there and at least it's somewhere. And then while like during that time like you can if you want to you can spend that time and like refine it and write a case study and build an actual portfolio but in the meantime like that's good enough for a lot of people so yeah i think i think dribble has its flaws but i think it can be useful and i don't know i'm glad to see you're posting again like it's just really cool to see those <laughs> Those things like um, my favorite one, I think, is the split, split testing one with like the sliders, your updates, and, and stuff like that. Like that's super cool to see, and I like being able to see like, hey, here's what my my pal Rafa is doing right now at, in work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think Dribble still has its place, and I also think 
that little create new site illustration is cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing. So uh, I, it feels like from what you're saying, uh, it feels like Dribbble is fine if you use it like in a passive way. You know, you post something and right. it's there. But if you don't really consume it, like you saw these posts because you follow me on Twitter. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So it's like a one-way you know, you don't consume it back, it just posts and it stays there. And then the way it reaches the audience uh, is through Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. And that is fair. And maybe that's how I should look at it. I mean, truth be told, like, when I posted that, I was like refreshing the page and seeing the likes coming in because that feels good. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because it's uh, like a hundred likes. It's awesome for me, you know? It's like <laughs> the audience is smaller. Um, so it's another scale. I mean, still, I'm uh, coming to think of it. If a tweet got a hundred likes, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, sometimes I like I like to browse Dribble, and by browsing, I mean just load the homepage, which is posts from people you follow. And I I've been noticing a trend, which is I would say like eighty percent of the posts on my actually. Let me check. Boom. All right, so I'm looking at my homepage, whatever it's called. And most of the posts are from companies. So I have a lot of Framer posts. I have Shopify posts. I have nice. Facebook posts. I have some Dropbox, GitHub. Of course, this is like people posting, you know, in, in behalf of a team. But it still appears a team here. So it's a good way for me to be aware of new features, new products uh, released by companies that I follow or designers there that I follow that work at these companies. Uh, and it's just a way, like it's a targeted ad in a way, <laughs> like communicating for designers. <laughs> you know, if like if Messenger, like if Facebook is going to release like a new Messenger feature or whatever, if I, if I know about it in Dribbble, like I'm looking at the design details of it, right? And not like a press release or talking about what it does and connect with your friends. No, it's just like <laughs> the design details of it and the interaction, which is right. truth be told, like what I look in a new product or a new feature, right? Or at least what I, what I see first. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to give up on dribble for two reasons. One, there's nothing else there that I could, you know, look at. And like, I feel there's still very good intent here, but also truth be told, like most of my designer buddies, don't post on Dribble that much. Yeah, I haven't posted in a while. Um, I'm pretty overdue to post stuff, but honestly, I haven't been designing that much, uh, <laughs> which is a whole other question slash problem. So yeah, right now I'm a, I'm in a weird stage like in my career where it's not like I'm not designing anything, but it's most of it is like helping other designers design their things <laughs> so like right. if a designer like comes to me and has a problem like we'll sit down together and like we'll either like sketch stuff out on, on paper or like i'll be mm -hmm. giving feedback or like we'll exchange back and forth like a sketch file but it's like i don't feel like these things are my stuff to post <laughs> like they like they're the yeah, owners of the design and i'm mer merely like there to help and provide support um, right. So it's kind of weird for me that like I don't have anything to show for that work really. Like it's the the actual work is my like spoken and sometimes like drawn feedback 
But yeah, that means I can't use dribble as much these days. But I, I wish I could. Like I'm, I don't know. Like I, you can, we will probably see me do more visual stuff in the future, just like mm-hmm. suicide projects. Uh, because of that, like I kind of miss that feeling of putting stuff out into the world. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's kind of interesting to see like how different people choose or don't choose to post their work online yeah i mean i was also like too hipster for dribble um (laughs) too cool for dribble but truth be told like i said there's nothing else and i kind of miss that like you know i miss having a venue to post work related stuff and also on almost all my posts not really well i always try you mentioned the split testing thing I linked to the framer prototype, which is completely broken. And that was actually like where this feature started internally. Like I shared that prototype and those interactions with the team and that kicked off the whole uh, front end work. So it's like, it's completely broken and it's not polished to present, but I also, you know, slide it over the rug over there, like Mm -hmm. hidden, like here you can see like working, you know, in progress. I'm always going to try to do that because that's uh, how Dribble started for me. Yeah, sharing that is Dribble still only, like invite only. It is, yeah. That's amazing. How it's still it's still the case. <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering what it would be like if it wasn't. Like, haven't we covered all designers by now? You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I get I get messages fairly often from people uh, asking for invites really yeah yeah it's amazing no one asked me for invites i don't even know if i have invites i I guess i'm just like i'm like involved a ton in the community in montreal um so i do get to meet like a lot of like new designers or like people like coming straight out of school or something like that and they're like hey i just like do not know who to contact about this. And I'm like, oh, well, I have invites. Like, I can invite you, no problem. So, so that actually occurs quite often. And, like, honestly, like, there's more designers coming out, like, <laughs> coming out of, like, schools or, like... What do you mean? Or, like, just, just like, be, like, people becoming a designer than ever, right? So, yeah. I thought I, we were, like, the last generation. What do you mean? <laughs> there's younglings. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, design I, I think there's just like going to be more and more and these people yeah, will I'm need an invite at some point. So, all right, a real time follow up. I just checked. I have two invitations to give. So, hey, layout listeners, if you if you're not on Dribble, if you need an invitation, if you think you and b- believe me, like, please uh, be confident that you would use Dribble, not just like I don't want to waste an invitation. So if you think you would uh, use Dribble uh, and you would like to be, to have an invitation, reach out to me on Twitter. Send me like send me a shot. Uh, like, what would your first Dribble post would be? Send me that and I'll pick two. I guess. Awesome. Yeah, I also yeah. have a bunch. So <laughs> if we get more people who um, who like ask for invites, we'll. Uh, I'll also pitch in mine. Boom. All right. Anything else on Dribble? No, that's it. <laughs> you know what else happened today? Like an hour ago? You. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. You tweeted uh, something like, hey, unsolicited redesign coming. Um, so you shared on Twitter some unsolicited redesign for iOS 11. And, like, do you want to? Do you want to explain like what prompted you to do this? Sure. Yeah. 
So I the thing is I hadn't planned on sharing it originally because <laughs> like before iOS 11 was introduced, um, I was just like imagining because we had <laughs> seen rumors that there was going to be a visual refresh of the interface. And I was like already like starting to envision my head like, okay, I know they're doing like some new UI design with the Maps app, the Home app, uh, the, and the Music app. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, that sounds like interesting. Like, I wonder how they're going to update the entire iOS interface to look a lot closer with, with these and basically make these apps kind of like the standard way to do things on iOS. Like, that that would be just the part of like the standard UI kit elements. And when iOS was announced, I, I mean, I was happy to see that some of these updates uh, were there. So you see the bold headers making their way to many other apps and you see like some changes in like the search field and stuff like that and like filled icons rather than outlines and stuff like that. So it is kind of like trickling in, but in my mind, I had to imagine something a bit bolder, <laughs> like a bit more more out there like on a scale from like music app to to basically like the old ios style mm. i give the redesign the the ios 11 design like maybe a i don't know four out of ten and i w just wanted to see like what happens if you crank that dial up to like 10 out of 10 like what if you've really followed the styles that you see in the music app all across the board so I, I was just like, you know, like, let me just play around with, with it in Sketch because truth be told, I don't use Sketch as often as I, I'd like to <laughs> in my day-to-day -day work. So I was just like, oh, like, this is a good opportunity. Like, let me just like play around with it. So that's what I did. So I kind of designed a few apps. Um, I designed, I had the first one I started with was Mail. Then I did Notes. I did uh, Calendar and messages so yeah i started like kind of making my way through those and and the way i approached it was a lot more like a i don't know i don't know what the right term would be but like like a historian in a way of like okay like let me look at what the music app looks like and the stuff that it does and let me try to reproduce a lot of these things as like truthfully as possible and apply in mm. applying it to the other apps uh but also like there are some gaps because that music app is a bit different than than other apps on the system and the way that like it's presenting content rather than like mm -hmm. active like interfaces where you edit stuff so it was a bit harder like some stuff you had to use your imagination but my goal was to come up with like the most boring redesign of iOS 11, basically. Like, okay, stick to stuff that anyone could do, anyone could see, and I just use the obvious things. Like, if you saw the music app, like, how would you extrapolate to the, the mm -hmm. rest of the system? So because of that, I really avoided any kind of functionality changes. So this is purely visual. Mm -hmm. This is like, you won't find like an example of like me, like quote unquote, fixing the lock screen. Like this wasn't what I was trying to do. I was solely focusing on the visuals. Why? Because there is no way like from the outside with zero context, what 
Apple's doing, what users at large, how they're using it, there is no way that I could provide a good solution um, to that. So I really like kind of limited the scope of what I would do to something that it was visual. And then, yeah, I just kind of had fun with it. So I made the iPhone versions first and then moved on to the iPad. Like one of the biggest thing that was frustrating me about the iPad on iOS 11 is how on the iPad you have like a two, basically two column layout where the the left side is just like your list of items in like a table view or something. Uh, and then the right is the rest of the content, basically. And that's split view. And the title on the left is in iOS 11 is this bold um, font, but then on the right, it it isn't. And so you have this like basically mismatch of heights in the headers, which is super like not pleasing visually. (laughs) So, so yeah. Uh, So I was like, okay, like let me just try to do this and see how far I can get. And surprisingly, like I could get pretty far, and that new language is pretty comprehensive, like in terms of mm-hmm. the stuff that it allows you to do. And I was like, the whole the whole way through, I was mirroring stuff to my iPhone and my iPad, and I was like, damn, like I think I enjoyed these apps more. Like I like this style, and I think it would make for a nice experience on iOS as a whole. So. Yeah, I decided to, you know, like, let's just, let's just share it, like, in the same spirit of, you know what, like, let's just put some stuff on Dribble. I decided, you know what, let me post this to Twitter. And I specifically didn't want to post it on Dribble, uh, which is where, like, it kind of connects with our past topic. <laughs> so the reason why I didn't want to post it to Dribble is that I don't think this is real work. This is, like, for me, like, this is just a fun exercise, but it should mm-hmm. never be treated as work. And I feel like Dribble is often seen as your portfolio and I wanted to try to avoid any type of confusion. Like (laughs) I do not work for Apple. I did not do this as part of a project where anyone paid me or I had any requirement. This had zero constraints. These were all like self-imposed. So yeah, I, I just like wanted to clear that up and I I was hoping that people didn't see it that way because we've seen a lot of like redesign those like, oh, this company doesn't know what it's doing. Like, let me show them. Uh, and that's really not where I was coming from. Like, this is coming from someone who likes the stuff that Apple is doing and thinks they're, they're doing good work and just wants to kind of see if you push this even further. And yeah, so I, I didn't want people to like see this as like, me like trying to be pretentious and like saying that I can do things better than than they can like I'm obviously like operating on a much smaller scale like this like nobody's gonna ever use these right so I'm like there's a million edge cases like I haven't haven't touched and I'm just I just designed like a handful of screens they are designing for billions of users so that's obviously a lot harder but yeah, I wanted to put it out in the world and I'm glad I did because a ton of people seem to be liking it and enjoying them. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was it was it was fun to kind of get that that feedback loop and, and see people uh, people's opinions on it. Yeah, absolutely. And even just by the fact that you shared this on Twitter and like before you shared the the actual mockups you give a bit of context, like why you were doing this and what it means. <laughs> and again, because it's a tweet, 
you didn't write a case study you didn't post on medium you didn't post on dribble <laughs> boy did i not want to post on medium about this <laughs> just like the, the venue kind of gives context to what it is i feel like regarding the mock-ups itself we we saw ios 11 i saw how it looks like and then we watched wwc keynotes and we read about the whole effort and so we saw the end result and then we heard uh, the reasoning the rules behind it why they were doing it and all that this looks like if apple just heard the reasoning the rules behind it and then applied it properly you know what i mean <laughs> it's like this is how ios i feel like should be following apple's guidelines <laughs> if that even makes sense you know because when apple said hey you know st stronger contrast and and make text like more obvious about rules and, and heights and whatever and it's like <laughs> When I first saw some of these like messages, I was like, uh, this looks the same, right? <laughs> but then if you look closely, well, no, actually, it looks way better. <laughs> it's just small details. So, dude, good job. I mean, it's, it's a very, it's, it's like I said, it's a fun exercise, but it looks really good. It's, I'm more and more appreciating smaller, like solid things, like uh, improvements than flashy um, right completely redesigned gradients look at this all new very much influenced by the work i'm doing currently so this is like this is right up my alley like really good job i i can take some lessons from this oh sweet well <laughs> yeah thanks man yeah i'm like for uh, like all these reasons like this is why i'm glad that i shared it and i think like like one of the things i didn't mention but like, the reason I wanted to do multiple apps because I could have done just one, but I wanted to see, okay, can can I even use this, like for for and apply it in a bunch of different contexts? And it looks like it for the most part you can because I I found that the the reasoning that Apple talked about uh, at WWDC seemed good like it makes sense that you want to like provide people with like clear indication of, of like where they are on the screen and stuff like that but it seems like the way that they applied those things was very random and basically like well uh in in the case of um which app is it like the clock app it's like oh well this one you probably know where you are <laughs> so no need for big titles and it's like what do you like how is that different from any of the other apps so I, I was just like wanted to see like okay can you just bring that same those same like heavy headers everywhere like just put them across the board like don't don't be too shy about it and and basically like just dipping your toes in the water because some like i won't lie like some apps it's harder to work uh to work them in but like once you kind of get the gist of it, like it's remarkably easy. Like it, it honestly like fits in very well with iOS. I'd say the hardest, uh, and I didn't share this one publicly because I just like couldn't come up with anything good. But uh, would be like settings mm -hmm. where you have like the the table view groups. That's just a really mm -hmm. tricky one, and there's no precedent for it in in music or mm -hmm. other other apps that are out there. And it just seemed like I could do something, but it didn't feel quite right. So I'd say like that's definitely one area that is like trickier to, to get right. 
So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see like if they ever do something like what I'm suggesting with this redesign, like how would they ap- approach that? I could also spend a bit more time and trying to think through like how would I do the setting interface. But I don't know. This was just like I was just doing this for fun, so I didn't want to spend too much time on it. So so yeah, I honestly I have to say like I was scared of the reception to this because <laughs> I didn't know how people were gonna take it, and it seems like the reception has been great (laughs) like people seem to be understanding where i'm coming from uh and that's what matters to me like (laughs) tons of people are like not quoting the the tweet where i show the screenshots people are like tweeting the other tweets where i set context about like Mm -hmm. (laughs) unsolicited redesign and like my motives behind that and that's awesome like that that was definitely like what i intended people to perceive this um so i think like again if if i have to like make any sort of kind of generalization on unsolicited redesign is i think like i do think they're fun to do (laughs) especially when it's like products that you use all day long or like think like companies that you personally like but i think they're they work best when you don't treat them as real work. And so, yeah, kind of having that exercise also like helps me like maybe now, like the next time I have to design an iOS app, like maybe I use some of these ideas right in my apps. Uh, and I already kind of have my own sort of like UI, like, I don't want to say UI kit, but my, my own sort of patterns that I like that I, f- that I feel like they match iOS really well, even though they're not mm-hmm. standard yet. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I did it. Cool. May I point out just one little thing that I'm not even, I didn't even check sure. to see if you had a hand on it. It was just, that's how it is currently. Right. The only thing I, Oh, by the way, I love that you removed the texture from notes. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was, that was out. <laughs> That for me, like I would update like to iOS 12. It would be a worthy update if they just removed that texture. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And and left align all the text. Anyway, oh okay. So the only uh, thing I would like uh, tweak is with a lot of the icons, like the on the navigation. For example, I'm looking at notes. The notes and back button, like it's too thin compared to all the other icons. And there's some inconsistency with the icons line thickness and some alignments. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that is very possible. <laughs> so, for example, on messages, the edit button and the new message icon. I mean, this is really like PP, and I I don't want to I don't want this to take away from anything. It's just like smaller things because hey, we're designers. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, like. I just didn't care enough about this. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. <laughs> but yes, like, say if we were actually doing this, like, <laughs> I I would get the spacing right for everywhere. But honestly, like, all the spacing you see is eyeballed. <laughs> so stuff doesn't align and, like, some stuff is a bit different. Actually, like, one of the trickier, trickiest parts was figuring out whether to use um, saline icons or go mm-hmm. for, like, uh, solid icons and at first i had solid icons but then i was looking at at um, music and they actually do u- use like the hollow icons with like two pixel strokes and they have like this two-tone right they do yeah and i think that's just a little bit weird so this is where i kind of like, i like it 
took some liberties. Uh, the, so the two tone, you can see it in music and on the official uh, podcasts app. Also right. Yeah. Purple two tone icons. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It it just doesn't lend itself super well to every type of icon. Agreed. And so yeah, I kind of moved away from it. But yeah, I I agree. That's one thing where um. I don't know. It's maybe a bit different. Uh, <laughs> and also, like, yeah. I don't know if you haven't noticed, but <laughs> I'm no icon designer. So I tried to like <laughs> stay as close as possible to whatever yep. existed already. <laughs> uh, I sympathize. Made it too little uh, struck with. So, yeah, there you have it. Oh, also one other thing that I didn't show is I made dark modes. <laughs> Some of my favorite apps. And it actually looks really good. Have you seen, have you seen the the iOS 11 beta, like UI kit beta thing for Sketch? I have, yeah. Yeah, and they do have what people call a dark mode, but it's really just right. the in, like color uh, inverse thing. Oh, really? Like the accessibility, accessibility option? Yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> good to know. But, you know, never know. Yeah, hopefully in the future, like that would come to ios like a dark mode on uh yeah. on the oled screen that would look amazing <laughs> man one day one day we yeah. both are gonna be working on an app together that would be awesome yeah that would be amazing i never worked with like a design friend on anything well like not that i'm not friends with my coworkers, but <laughs> you know like you know someone like a friend the designer like and then work together that like so um, we weren't coworkers first yeah why not Boom. Anyways, we should go to recommendations. All right, so why don't you start off? Uh, I've been talking for a while. Um, so what's your recommendation this week? This week, I, I have been uh, the Breath of the Wild, Zelda, for a Switch, and Nintendo U. The first DLC came out. And it was like, yay, now I have a bunch of other stuff to do. So I've been playing that. That's been super fun. <laughs> That's it. Sweet. All right, so as people may know, if you've listened to the past show, I just recently moved and I was buying a bunch of things for my new apartment and I bought these uh, <laughs> these uh, kind of like salt and pepper grinders. They're called, they're like, they're pretty designy, um, <laughs> but they're actually like, they're really nice and I really like them. Uh, so they're bottle grinders from Norm Architects. Uh, and they're kind of like this design firm who designs a bunch of stuff, including uh, physical products. And I'll post links in the show notes. They just look amazing. Damn, they do. <laughs> yeah. And they work really well. And basically, instead of having kind of like the end, like where, where you pour like salt or pepper at the bottom, it's at the top to make sure that like you don't spill all over. Uh, and it's just like a really cool clever design so yeah i recommend those like they're not mega cheap but they're not super expensive either so um yeah really uh really cool purchase and browsing their website holy pants i want everything right <laughs> yeah jesus yeah, this is really great this is not even fair what i hate my apartment right now <laughs> yeah. I bought mine in the store. We'll see if you buy everything or not. Yeah, we'll see if I buy <laughs> everything because I don't think I can. I think their stuff's probably too expensive overall for me to buy everything. But uh, maybe one thing here and there. Uh, okay, cool. Um, 
guess we should call it. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Hey, if you want to help us, like if you enjoy this show and say, hey, what can I do to help these guys maybe? Um, an iTunes review. That always helps because um, most people consume podcasts and browse and find new shows on, um, on the Apple podcast thing. Yeah, it's not an iTunes review anymore. It's Apple podcast review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and also we want to thank all Spec FM for having us in their family and uh our friends at spec fm they're building this spectrum thing we've been talking about it if you haven't seen it do because it's turning up to be something pretty special i love how it works they're constantly improving the the service and the product it's still in beta i think but uh, you know they're building this it's pretty awesome you can go to spectrum.chat sign up and take a look it's like a community we're all there all designers uh basically we're all talking there and um our thanks to Guilherme Silva for uh, editing this show always huge help and um oh, you can follow us on the twitters at layout.fm or on the web layout.fm and okay I guess that's it cool dude talk to you next week all right bye bye Playing ba, out. Ba, 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 ba. That's not a theme song. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> so you moved. Uh, yes. Do you have any follow up? I oh by the way, um, this is like extra special follow up <laughs> because it's upside down follow up. And we'll get to the you moved part, but just one thing. I I actually tried. Um, finally, I tried the new iPad. Oh. And it was like nice. this is really cool. This is really oh by the way the friend of the show uh, Luis he Luis he he bought one and he we went for lunch and he brought it with him mm-hmm. so I could play with it Uh-oh, and that's um, dangerous hey yeah I know <laughs> uh, but hey I don't have an iPad meaning wow I didn't buy one meaning you know I survived I did pretty well I'm proud of myself <laughs> the refresh rate is like it's so good it's like it's a good improvement I I th- I feel like I have to use it more to you know get used to it because my right. iphone still feels good so i feel like i didn't use it enough but it was really impressive especially with the pencil like trying to i was purposefully trying to see lag between you know the pencil and the the line on the screen mm-hmm. and i couldn't like it was pretty magical uh with that said even though it looks awesome it doesn't fix the problem that i have with ipad so meaning i can't find use for it Especially because I, you know, I work from home and like I'm, I'm always on either on my computer or my phone. I don't know. I don't find space in my life for an iPad, um, so I don't feel like there's a, a sufficient refresh rate that could fix that. Yep, same here. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, you finally moved, dude, but you're still at the office because you have no internet. Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, like that's slowly driving me crazy. <laughs> I've only been oh, here no. for a few days. So how many nights you spend at the new apartment? So one, two, yeah, two so far. With no internet, uh, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have some crazy adventures that like moving to a new apartment adventures. I once spend, I spent like a month and a week without like gas, without like a hot water. Oh really? In a winter. That was fun. Shit. Um. <laughs> But, I mean, you don't have real Canadian winters, though, so I don't know. What's your winter like? (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, That is true. It was a very Mediterranean winter. 
but still, hey, <laughs> like it, it's always way harder than you imagine uh, having to take a like a cold bath, like a cold shower. Oh yeah, yeah it's true. like yeah. So, anyways, so how how do you feel? Uh, any adventures? Any new episodes that you want to share? Yeah, I mean, not much so far, but honestly, like setting up my new place has taken me forever. It's like I way underestimated how long it would take to do this. And mm -hmm. uh, but now like I'm starting to get settled, like starting to get used to stuff. Still missing a few key elements of furniture, like a table. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it's shaping up. I live like five minutes from the office and like I'm so excited for tomorrow because today was was a holiday again. Um, so so excited <laughs> to have like a normal work day where I can just like wake up in the morning and just like walk to work. That would be awesome. And yeah, like trying to just enjoy the weather and stuff like that. Like I've been walking around the city and stuff like that. I'm I'm gonna be able to like meet up with more friends and stuff, so that'll be awesome. Um, I didn't know you. It was a holiday over there today. Yeah, it's for Canada Day. So tomorrow is a holiday yeah. for me. So was it Independence Day? No, or well, so it's of July? like Canada yeah. Day isn't a big thing here in Quebec. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, gotcha. It's it's like we have it, but most, I don't know. Most people like don't really celebrate. Anyway, so. Is Quebec like a real Canada? Canada, I mean. Uh, <laughs> so, so well, is is Canada like? What is the official language? Because you guys speak French over there, right? So both are official languages, but yes. But we like do speak French. you know, when the when when Justin something uh, the prime minister um, when he addresses the country, which language does he use? You know, both. <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. So he, and, and he makes two speeches? If you look at his Twitter page, every single one of these, his tweets is in both languages. Oh my god, They're always that's sends, amazing. Like, two tweets at a time. Do you have, like, he should have like two Twitter accounts, you know, like <laughs> French Trudeau and like, uh, you know, English. <laughs> True, yeah, well, that would be a better, better system. And then, you know, which one has the most followers in like a year? That's like the official uh, you know, Canada's official. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's in part why like we don't celebrate Canada Day too much here. Like there are some smaller celebrations, but I don't people feel like they're they're unique uh, here because they speak French and uh, like mm. some parts of our culture are different, uh, even though like we are like definitely part of Canada. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's really interesting. Cause I don't think I know like any other country that has two official languages. Well, there's definitely, yeah, it is kind of, <laughs> so people here in Quebec would like, <laughs> and are like, I know probably some people are, are listening, uh, would hate me if I said this, but I think we should just like settle on one language and it would make everything simpler. Yeah, I would say so. Well, me being an outsider, but I would like say so. a ton of people like believe that the language you speak is really tied to your culture, and it's mm -hmm. not entirely false. But I think, boy, like if our our culture is like a hundred percent the language, then our culture isn't <laughs> worth much. 
like I think you you would still be able to see a difference even if we all spoke the same language. Uh, I I wish like the entire world spoke the same language. Like that's so much so much more efficient. And in the age of the internet, like it seems it seems crazy. Like bef- before then, like but like before the internet age and like people mo- would mostly live where they were like in like in their city and in like their surrounding region and they would only really need to speak that language unless they're traveling of course but but no with the internet it kind of feels like those are like countries and and provinces and states and stuff like that like just feel like arbitrary limitations and it just seems like the internet should speak one language, uh, which it mostly does. English is like the internet. Yeah, which it mostly does right now. But yeah, I feel like why not just like Drama make language. it one language? And I'm gonna get so much shit for this, by the way. But yeah, email Kevin. Uh, I uh, this is a really really interesting question for me, and I don't know the answer to. So you know how like the language that you think and influences the way you think right yeah you know this right right so you know when 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 i think should like what would be better if everyone in the world spoke the same language or if we keep having all these different languages and cultures and whatever because like if everyone spoke the same language there would be less like racism and all right because you know some people freak out when they hear someone like speak a different language and they feel like threatened and whatever so like it would be we could all understand each other way better so i feel like that would probably make for like less wars and a more cohesive way of thinking whatever like there's still culture and there's still religion but you know it would definitely make things easier on the other hand it would make all like it would make us all like kind of like equal <laughs> if that makes sense right we we would miss this different way of thinking is it though that's that's the thing i'm questioning yes it is for sure i, just, I completely I agree with thought, that well i don't know we would miss diversity uh, like uh, whichever if we all decided as the world decided to speak one language whichever language would be we would missing out we would be missing out on a lot of interesting, amazing languages. But most people don't even speak those languages. That's the thing. Like it, it's completely opaque. It's not like, it's not like um, I don't know, like art, right? That like, oh, I wish all the art was modern art, and you're like, but we'd miss out on so many great things, right? Like, n- not everyone likes the same things, but you can appreciate art like even if you don't like know how to practice it but with language that's different like if you don't actively practice it then you can't appreciate the the differences in that language Mm -hmm. so like that's why i kind of don't really buy that that diversity point because i feel like if we did speak the same languages then it would get easier for me or anyone else to hear more about a certain culture and and learn and exchange and travel so yeah, I feel like I don't know. I I don't think we're missing out that much. Like, if you don't have like the if we if we have the same language, like I don't think it would turn us into the same same people. Like there are like some slight differences. Like for example, 
like one of the, one of the talks at the UX summit that was given by my good friend Nima, who's, who's French, like actual French from France. Uh, <laughs> like it was talking about this. He was giving a talk that was about largely about diversity, but saying that basically in French, we're we're taught in school, and I can vouch for this because I'm also francophone. Um, and we're taught in school that when you have like one person like you it's going to be like he or she but when there are a group of people it there there's like a specific term for like a group of male people and a bit uh, uh, um, a group of female people and then whenever there's a group that is mixed we're always we're taught to default to the male noun for a group of mm -hmm. mixed boys and girls mm -hmm. which like kind of is basically like is sexist right but mm -hmm. it's part of the language yeah it's um, uh, it's mankind it's not womankind you know like right yeah the default is man yeah stuff that's it's similar to this sexist, like and i feel like in in that respect like the english english language is is better right because they have they and they doesn't have like a gender but there's also like counterparts in english that are also like evenly sexist so I feel like all in all, like they, they both have like kind of different trade-offs and some languages are better, some languages are, are worse in some, some ways, but overall, I'd say they probably balance themselves out. I, I totally see your point and I partially agree with it, but I still think with all these different languages, it really influences the way you think and so because of that, it also brings more diversity. <laughs> Is this diversity. some kind of weird arrival shit? <laughs> Can I, can, I, can I see the future? Like, for example, uh, I, man, I learned, I, I learned French in school, but I don't remember shit. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't remember if this is the case with French, but like for Latin language, well, let me just say Portuguese to get out of trouble. I don't know really about all the Latin based <laughs> languages, but uh, like in Portuguese, any kind of object has a gender for some reason. Like the word itself has a gender, like a fork. Right. Yeah, it's the same thing in French. Right. Fork is male. I don't know about French. <laughs> no, it's female. A spoon is female. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is, and this is like this is like random stuff. Like, well, I give genders to items. I really don't think like of a fork <laughs> as a, as a male thing, right? Yeah. But well, like in animation, when you are drawing this, you know, like personify it, like you're, you're giving human characteristics to all this, to these objects. If you speak one of these languages, this is going to influence the way you see the world. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this is just a very arbitrary and not really important example, but this brings diversity. Like no native English speaker would would even like it wouldn't compute why would a fork be male right <laughs> this is a very stupid example but this does bring a bit of diversity i see the world in a very weird different way because of this particularity of my language right right and then you can amplify this to other other extents and to, to other areas but yeah just saying fair. like i'm not ready to say that it's the same like it's not we're not losing much yeah so. fair enough Whenever, whenever I have this discussion with with people, I always think of um, the XKCD comic. <laughs> <And> I was like, <laughs> right. "Oh, like there are so many languages. Like, 
wouldn't it be great if we had like one single true language that everyone could speak and use like wouldn't that be easier like, and then you see like okay now there is one more like official language that's just added to the list like there is no way to like introduce a new standard like this for language yeah by the way this yeah this would this will never happen only maybe if like we colonize or maybe we colonize mars you know and then like but on an infinite time scale thing uh <laughs> i like i do feel like the world is just drifting towards english well you would say so because we're like part of this occidental is that how you say it mm-hmm. like this western yeah. culture because like take this if we had for some reason we had to pick one language to be used all around the world what would make more sense probably pick the one that already the most people speak right and that would be you know chinese so like chinese is the the language that most people in the world speak so if we had to pick one let's pick chinese and then everyone had to speak chinese and you can tell you can tell all the americans hey yep You all thought this would be a good idea because you thought English was going to be the picked. (laughs) Let's all teach our younglings to speak Chinese. (laughs) Uh, I would love to see that. How would that play out? (laughs) Yeah. By love, I mean we would all die because Trump would say wrong and just push a button. (laughs) Hey, um, I actually bought a couch. I went to IKEA after last. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were talking about that, and I impulse bought a couch oh and some other stuff do you have uh do you have a link uh it's like one of those couches that everyone has from ikea i don't remember okay it's like i've been i've been um like (laughs) let me i literally type ikea couch (laughs) that's probably the one Uh, (laughs) actually let me see if i type uh, there's a lot there's too many it's like it's the most I, I i personally know like two people who has the same couch and the reason is like again i i don't plan to keep my current furniture for like for life mm-hmm. i really want to invest when i can when i'm in a better position and i have a better apartment and a better salary and i can like actually buy a lot of money and invest in furniture i'm still not there so in the meanwhile i'm just like life hacking my <laughs> my apartment <laughs> like for example uh, because my apartment is, it's small ish like s- saying that my apartment is small is an affront to people in san francisco that pay like you know four thousand dollars for <laughs> one bedroom so keep that in mind for, for my standards this is a small ish apartment um even though it has like three bedrooms in it anyway it's a small area so i've been like slowly hacking the way i have my furniture to like make the most use of my space right Mm -hmm. because it's like 90 percent of the time that we're here it's just me and my girlfriend and you know the needs that just two people have in an apartment are very different when i have people over and maybe have a group of friends and we're like all of a sudden like eight people in 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 the living room right so i've been one thing that i did was like i got rid of all the chairs in my living room because when you have like a table and chairs around it it takes some space so i got rid of all the chairs and i bought little like stools that are so cute and but that way like you can still sit the same number of people but when you're not you don't need all those um all those you know chairs around you can just show them all under the the table and they don't 
take up space. Oh, stuff okay, like right, that. right, right. Nice. Yeah, so I've been doing, I've been thinking about stuff like that, like hacking cool. and taking advantage of. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> space that I have. Um, yeah, but still, like nothing fancy and uh, all pretty cheap th- stuff from Ikea. And like I said, uh, I like Ikea because I go there, <laughs> it's like uh-huh. I can find everything that I need there and then it's fine. Sweet. Um, Oh, actually, I have uh, an extra special recommendation here in the Upside Down. If right. anyone is still listening to this, this is like super special because you are one of the true fans. So I was in, in, when I was in Ikea, I was looking for, and bear with me, I'm trying to paint a word picture here. <laughs> so imagine this, um, a table, yeah. a little table, individual tables, right, in a shape of a C. Yeah. So one of the sides is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And because of that, you can pull the table, for example on your bed or on the couch yeah so the surface of the of the table is like you know protruding in the couch if that makes sense yeah yeah. i think bryn had one of these Uh, i know marshall had one of these like small things for basically if you want to eat or like if you're on a couch anyone like a place to put your your mugs or your whatever like you have right so i was looking for for something like that i wanted that and i was looking in ikea and look everywhere and i was looking like coffee tables or whatever like i was looking in the living room section then i looked in the bedroom section like if you want to have breakfast in bed this would also make sense for that mm-hmm. so i was looking for this uh, because i know this is a thing like like i said marshall had one and mm-hmm. i wanted to copy everything that he had uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so i looked everywhere in ikea and i couldn't find it um until i googled i was still in ikea and i googled <laughs> it <laughs> Good thing that they have like couches and stuff that you can, <laughs> you know, sit. So I found this link and I'm putting the link in the show notes. It's a way for you to hack a laptop table in Ikea. Is the like, is the only piece of furniture like table in the shape of this C that I just mentioned. Huh. But for Ikea people, they don't see this as like a coffee table. Like they see this as, they call it a laptop table, I think. And so I bought two. And they're not here yet, but I saw them in the store, and it's exactly what I needed. And this link that I'm sharing, it's like you can then buy a little shelf and put on top of the table to make it like a wooden table. I don't know if any of this makes sense, but I'm putting a link in the show notes. I see it, ikeahackers.net. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that this was a thing. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, the table is, ah, um, oh, crap. I'm going to mispronounce this. Uh, Vizio. Vizio laptop table. <laughs> <laughs> You're brave for, for trying to mm-hmm. or say this. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So did you buy this table? Uh, yeah, I bought two. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. they're not here yet because uh, like the couch is not here yet. Okay, it, it takes right, a while because right. it, it wouldn't fit my car mm. all this. So I just had them delivered here. Cool. So yeah, so tomorrow is a um, holiday. It's, um, what is it? Is it Independence Day, maybe? Fourth of July? Yes. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so it's a holiday for me tomorrow. And so I'm going to spend the whole day, you know, assembling IKEA furniture and cleaning up my apartment. <laughs> Fun. Cool. All right, dude. We should end this. <laughs> yeah, we should end this. Let's end it. All right. Boom. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>